that point where now the definition of who you are and your goal and why you're why you're doing what you're doing is the list of activities that you do. Y'all, this is a total lack of career control. Hello, hello. You are listening to Your Unapologetic Career. Being a woman of color faculty in academic medicine who wants to make a real difference with your career can be tough. Listen, these systems are not built for us, but that doesn't mean we can't make them work for us. In each episode, I'll be taking a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain confidence and effectiveness in pursuing the dream career you worked so hard to achieve. All you have to do is tune in to your unapologetic career with me, your host, Kemi Dole, physician, surgeon, researcher, coach, and career strategist for an always authentic, sometimes a little raw, but unapologetically empowering word. I keep it real for you because I want you to win. talking today about how to reclaim career control and what that really means at its essence. And I have notes today because I want to really get this message across as clearly as possible. So y'all can let me know if it hits and it makes sense. So when I talk about reclaiming career control, like the reason why I want to talk about this today is because I want to get in on how we get to the point, right? How do we come to the place where we're starting to have the thoughts or starting to see evidence that like we might not have what it takes to have a longitudinal, like a sustainable career in academic medicine. Like how do we get to the point where we start feeling like we don't have the efficiency to actually get done the work that we want to get done, that we want to contribute? You know, how do we get to the point where we start to question like our future And really start to make these decisions like, oh, well, maybe actually what I thought was possible is not really possible, right? Like, how do we come to this place of feeling like we basically have to choose between like the potential that we see for our work, right? The potential that we see for our careers, which I actually think are two different things, choosing between that and sanity, (laughs) basically, right? Having to basically choose between that and like feeling like you can go home and sleep every night and like have enough rest and see your family and all these things. And I really think that like the way that we get there, like how that happens is a loss of control of our careers. Like it just disappears. And I want to talk about how we get there to help us all today, like to help us reclaim that control, right? To help us understand where and how the switch happens and to get back on a track where we do feel in control. So the reason why I want to talk about the control is because The thing is, obviously, like, yes, I know, you know, we all know that, like, we cannot be in control of the universe. Like, you cannot be in control of how other people behave. There's, like, so many things outside of our control. Nobody knew the pandemic was coming, unless you're a conspiracy theorist. Don't come into my mentions. But, like, yes, there are so many things that we can't control. And, and especially for this field that we're talking about, for academic medicine, especially for women and especially, especially for women of color, and Black women, it is not the default for you to have ended up in this career. Like, you don't get to be a faculty member 
in your field, in your specialty, in your subspecialty, in an academic institution by default, by accident, right? Being where you are is the result of a series of deliberate decisions along the way, right? To get you where you are going to go. And I want to point this out because I know that I talk a lot about training mindset, right? About like, we got to get out of training mindset. We got to disenroll from training mindset. And I agree. But the other thing that was even happening in training mindset is that like, you don't end up in these faculty positions, especially based on who you are, especially my women of color and black women, you don't end up in those faculty positions by just like default and not caring. You ended up there because you literally decided like, oh, okay, the odds are against me to get into medical school. I'm going to get into medical school. Oh, okay. Like there's this field, like I'm underrepresented, like most likely I'm going to go for it and I'm going to do it anyway. Like you would consistently look at odds, like women in surgery, right? Like this is not really a place that's built for me. This is not really a place that's designed for me. I am going to do it anyway. So even though as trainees, there's so many ways that we don't have control. Like I get it, like so many ways that you don't have control. At the same time, making these deliberate choices to like finish college, get to advanced training, get a graduate degree for my PhDs, go into a PhD program, like apply for a residency, complete the residency, apply for a fellowship, complete that, go through the match. Like these are a series of clear decisions of that you are very much in control of. I mean, you're very much making this decision and moving forward and going with the match and making a rank list and getting it done. So even though in so many ways we think about like this trainee time of you have no control, just wait till you're a faculty member, you'll have so much more control. I just want to point out that even in that setting, there are many, many ways that you are very specifically taking control at decision points and deciding to do certain fields, deciding to do certain training, then deciding to take an academic job, right? Deciding to most likely, most likely make less money to take an academic job, right? Making a choice about the future of your career and where you want it to go. That's what we've been doing. And so why can we do that, right? Like, How do we end up in this place where despite the fact that being in training is like very regimented and in a lot of ways you don't control yourself, you don't control many things, you still are in this place where you're making very deliberate decisions on behalf of yourself. I want to offer to you, like, we're able to do that because the rules are clear, right? The structure is clear. Okay, I want to get into this certain specialty. These are the things that you have to do in order to be able to match well okay, I want to do this certain fellowship. These are the things that you have to do in order to get in, right? Like all along the way, even going back to medical school, going back to PhD programs, the rules are clear. And then when understanding what the rules and standards are, no matter how high they may seem, like, right, no matter how long the odds may seem, you have control and then can make deliberate decision. I'm going for it. I'm doing it. This is the way that I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to do it. This is how much effort I'm going to put into it. That's very much present. And so then it's worked, right? Like we are able, we can accomplish this. We're women of color and we move into these fields, into these spaces and it works. And then we become faculty and it makes total 100 complete sense to keep going with that process and that approach. So now we're trying to establish the same approach, which starts with, again, what are the rules, right? 
what are the rules? Like, what do I need to learn? What do I need to figure out so I can make my decisions? And therein lies the problem. Because when you transition to being faculty, the rules become so much more nebulous. Like, I actually have this whole theory, like, there really are no rules. There are expectations, but rules, there are only a few of those, right? But that doesn't stop us from constantly trying to figure it out. Because a lot of the rules of training were also unwritten, right? So it's like, okay, we can figure this out. So what happens is now we start to figure out and collect all the rules. And what do you notice immediately? Major conflict. My mentor thinks this is the way things go. And these are the rules. This is what my division chief or department chair thinks. This is what like peers just above me said that I have to do in order to make it this far. Like this is what this senior person says. I mean, you're trying to get some sense of how to move forward and some sense of the rules. And they're in total conflict. In addition to being more nebulous, they're also in total conflict. And so here you are trying to like establish the rules and then make your decisions, right? You're still in that same approach. What are the rules? I'll make my decisions. I'll go for it. Except they're conflicting. (laughs) And except they're not really real, right? And so what actually happens is that you end up making all of these decisions that are also in conflict. They also don't make sense. You end up saying, oh, this is the thing I really want to study. But like the first thing you do is jump on somebody else's project because it's a sure thing, right? You end up saying, I really want to focus my efforts around teaching and development and all these things. And then you end up on some quality improvement committee because you're supposed to be on a committee. Like all of a sudden you're making these decisions because you're trying to follow all of these different conflicting rules. And it's literally impossible. And when that's the case and we see ourselves and we're trying to assess like progress and you can't see any, right? And all of it is, is like, it just keeps adding more and more work, more and more time. That's when it starts. Maybe I don't really know what I'm doing. Maybe I don't really know what I want. Maybe I'm not smart enough to actually get this done. I mean, I hear this so much. I just have to say it out loud. Like maybe I'm not a real scientist. Maybe I'm not a real researcher. Maybe I don't have the right ideas. Maybe I'm not efficient enough to figure this out, you know? And ultimately, and like, this is why this is like so sad to me. Like, maybe I don't have what it takes to do this. You know, I'm not a real academic. I'm just here to do X. Like all of these limiting beliefs about ourselves, excuse me, limiting beliefs, such a problematic phrase at this point. But anyway, all of these things, because we're not able to see that tangible progress of making clear decisions, even if we're going for something that is a long shot that we've been able to see during training time this whole time, we can't see it anymore. And so this future starts to look really nebulous. And so this feeling of like, this is not sustainable is real because if I'm just running around in circles, checking all these boxes, doing all these activities, but I don't actually see like something coming together around a career that I'm really excited for and can see the future of, it makes sense to start to question, why is this worth it? Why am I making half of what I could make in private practice? Like, why am I dealing with all of this stuff? And I mean, it even gets to the point where, you know, I'm on the phone calls, I'm doing consults with people, I'm talking to them about their careers. And it's like, well, what is your purpose? What do you want to do? And And their answer to that question, trying to define their purpose, is just to list their activities, just to like list the things that they do, right? Like it's to that point where now the definition of who you are and your goal and why you're you're doing what you're doing is the list of activities that you do. 
Yeah. This is a total lack of career control, right? This is when it's totally gone. We've seeded it. I understand. And I, I'm pointing this out because I want us to see how this happens, that it's not a personal deficit. There's nothing wrong with you. You haven't done anything. It's just the framework of looking for the rules and then making your decisions align with those doesn't work anymore when you're faculty, at least not if you got big goals, big dreams, and really a desire to really make a difference in your field. So we have to flip this external to internal pattern that essentially has been developed and was successful over years. So that's what I'm talking about. How, right? How do we reclaim career control? It's to recognize that every time we're trying to make a decision and move forward, and it's always starting with an external definition, it's always starting with looking for some rule out there and then trying to orient your decision to that, you are in a place of chaos, right? And you have no control, especially when the rules are conflicting. How do we reclaim control? Whose rules do we follow? The shift is that we have to create our own rules. It's like the best and most challenging thing, right? It's like such good news. And also, oh, we have to create our own rules. We have to create our own structure once we're faculty. It's not about the next step. It's not about the checkbox. And those rules, that structure comes from your purpose. It comes from your unique value, the thing that you bring to the table, why you are in academics to begin with, the vision that you have for your career. That's where those rules come from. And then you get to go right back to the pattern that's so helpful, right? You get to go back to the same thing, to assessing and figuring out what the rules are because you created them and then making decisions and deciding I'm going for this long shot, I'm not going for this one and all of those things. But the difference is because you have a consistent structure and logic that you are using in order to guide yourself, in order to have self-leadership of your own career, you have sanity and clarity, but you also can see your progress. You also can make decisions about when you want to ramp up or ramp back down. You can make decisions about your microenvironment and what you need to succeed. You can actually plan your future because the question isn't like, I don't know, how is this sustainable, right? The question simply becomes, I know where my goals are. What pace do I want to go at? You know, you get to decide that, all of those things. But it starts with recognizing that we have to shift from looking for the external rules and then making our choices to actually developing that structure for ourselves. The structure is internal. That is how we reclaim control of our careers. So that is why I coach. This is why I have my program, get that grant. The problem is not about your potential. The problem is not because you're too inefficient. Y'all, if you are trying to satisfy all of these conflicting rules, of course you're inefficient. That's not a personal deficit. Like that's just the definition of inefficiency. You're trying to do too many things at once. It's not possible. You're using a lot of mental energy to try to figure out whose parameters to follow. All of that creates inefficiency. Instead, when you shift 
when you shift to developing your internal structure for yourself that's based on what you're trying to do. It's not that the challenges go away because, again, we actually cannot control the world, much to my chagrin, right? The challenges don't go away, but your clarity about how you're meeting them, about where your effort lies, that is wildly different. And when you're in that place, that is where you get to see the sustainability. It's also where your best ideas are born and all those other things. All right, y'all. So good to connect with you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening with me today. I appreciate your time as I know it's so valuable. I hope this episode was helpful to you and I hope you feel energized to go out and claim your unapologetic career. See you soon.